Welcome back. Now, syndicates are smuggling explosive detonators and other skilled blasters into the country. This as demand for the substance skyrockets amid increased cash and transit heists, ATM bombings and explosions linked to illegal mining, all costing the economy billions of rands. Willem Els from the Institute of Security Studies joins us now with more detail. Willem, thank you for your time and a good afternoon to you. Uh, good afternoon to you. So, Willem, of course, uh, on the news, we hear literally daily um, of some sort of a bombing, be it uh, by the illegal mining, be it, uh, you know, in terms of cash and transit heights. But just how, uh, you know, much, how widespread has this become? Uh, it's become extremely widespread. You know, uh, we've got more than one uh, CIT uh, uh, robbery uh, uh, this year so far. ATM bombings are, are increasing, uh, but uh, one of the, the, the most prevalent crimes at the moment is uh, the uh, illegal mining that has taken, been ta taken over the country. You know, uh, in the beginning, uh, when it started off in the, in the, in the uh, late 90s, it was uh, situated and concentrated towards the welcome, welcome in the in the Free State and and some areas in the East Rand. Uh, but nowadays, it seems that from Pongola all the way up to the to the to the uh, to the uh, uh, Namibian border, we we have uh, illegal mining. What is also interesting here is that there's no way that this, um, you know, the issue of syndicates can be a one-man show for them. It, it does tell us that there's uh, multiple people, multiples. Let's just speak to us about how we think the syndicate is all working. Okay, in the first place, you need a market. If they don't have a market to sell their product, uh, and a lucrative market uh, for, for, for that matter, because organized crime is all about the money, okay. uh, then uh, that would not have been as prevalent. So in the first place, the typical way these uh, organized syndicates work, uh, first of all, they need to compromise state actors uh, in order for them to be protected. Uh, the higher the, the state actor that they can compromise, uh, the better the protection. And now we're lo looking at a political level, but also on an operational level. And, uh, and and then what we see is that uh, these these gangs are getting so sophisticated. Uh, they are recruiting the best in the best. Uh, the levels of criminality is quite high in South Africa, but also what happened is a lot of the skills are being imported. So, for instance, your bombers from of a CIT robbery, they normally come from one country that we saw uh, in 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 in, uh, uh, in the cases, the recent cases. So uh, some of this expertise is in South Africa, but also some of the expertise is being exported across from 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 the region. And once they've got these gangs together, they are operating in a very very professional way, and uh, that th that is one of the reasons we call it organized crime. They are really very organized in to do what they do, but the stakes are very high. The, the yield for them is extremely high, and that is why it continues. What we are also seeing, I guess, uh, Willem, in South Africa here is a, but maybe uh, an environment that really is enabling of all of this. You know, porous borders, uh, you know, where a cold drink is a real thing. Uh, we speak about uh, giving a cold drink like it's absolutely nothing. But also where accountability um, is, not, uh, is not quite seen in the public sphere. So is it safe to say that if South Africa was just tighter on ordinary crimes, we wouldn't be able to see such uh, sophisticated crimes, uh, you know, being capitalized on? 
Of course, you know, it starts, there's, uh, there's one theory, it's, it's, it's called the broken uh, window theory, where, where if you don't start to tend to the small crimes and, and address the small crimes in a proper manner, it will turn out to be bigger crimes and bigger crimes and bigger crimes. And that is what we saw in South Africa. Accountability is not there. There are no consequences because your chances of being caught and go to court and being sentenced for, for a lengthy sentence, I mean, it's almost better than winning the law, uh, 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 easier to win the lottery than to, to be caught and to be sentenced in South Africa. And that is that is really uh, the situation that we have. The fear for consequences uh, has disappeared. We, we do not have that. The other thing that you mentioned, the poorest borders, yes, we've got extremely porous borders, as do other countries. The problem that actually contributes to the porosity of our borders and causes it to be extremely porous is the corruption that is prevalent at our border posts. Uh, because like you said, with a coke and a pie, you can get away uh, the same at the border posts. And the problem at the border posts, uh, these, these explosives that are being used, the majority of the explosives that are being used in the, in the, in the CIT robberies, as well as in the illegal mining, they are being, in, uh, being uh, smuggled into South Africa, even though South Africa manufacture, we've got, we've got various, uh, Factories. We also do import a lot of uh, uh, explosives. You know, in South Africa, the consumption in our mines is, is in the vicinity of 300 million tons of explosives per year. So it's a lot of explosives that need to be controlled, that need to be be transported, that need to be used. And obviously, there are some leakages of that, but there's also a tremendous amount that have been that are being smuggled across border. If you look at the court cases in Polokwane area, uh, where where all these cases are being heard from, from from for instance from Zimbabwe, they are quite and you know the deterrence for that is quite good because in the majority of these cases we see minimum sentences of 15 years for someone to be caught with with explosives. But we see that it is not deterring them because we keep on finding, uh, seeing court cases and being, people being caught at the at the border. Oh, well, we're heading into the festive season now and that's when criminals become a more brazen uh, than before. What should we be doing uh, maybe in the medium to short term as a country and maybe as a region, uh, you know, to respond to what we're seeing here with explosives? On, on the short term, uh, we, we need to be more diligent. We need to up our policing. We need to in, in empower our police with uh, with, with uh, the resources that they need, etc., etc. In the long term, you know, there are so many strategies and protocols in the region uh, that are not being implemented. Uh, we should maybe start with that. You know, the, the protocol on mining uh, was, uh, was uh, implemented, was signed off in 2001. And up till now, very little countries or very few countries have actually fully implemented uh, that, that uh, protocol. And South Africa is one of them that have not yet implemented all of those, that, that whole protocol. And we could start there. Once we start to, with the implementation of the instruments that are already there, we already got a head start. Implementation always getting us uh, while we need the most. Uh, thank you so much for your time uh, this afternoon, Willem. Uh, it's been a pleasure catching up with you. That was Willem Aus from the Institute of Security Studies.